From KCRW, this is Here Be Monsters. Can I ask you a question? It's really fast. So a hundred years ago, a reporter stood here and asked people if they think this is a good world. Can I ask you the same thing? It's March 21st, 2019. I'm in lower Manhattan outside of 154 Nassau Street, near the base of the Brooklyn Bridge and City Hall. I've been planning to do this for two years, just waiting for the day to come. It started while I was researching another project. I found this column in an issue of the New York Tribune from March 21st, 1919. It was just a small square with five quotes in it. A reporter had stood right here at 154 Nassau and asked people if they thought it was a good world. The Tribune reporter was an anonymous writer who went by the inquiring columnist, like columnist with a Y. Columnist was a position newspapers brought in during the First World War. It filled the gaps when the earlier investigative journalism that criticized the rich and powerful fell out of favor as publishers tried to get the country unified in support of the war effort. Columnists wrote poems and humor and sometimes profiled people in their city, all the average goings-on around them. The man-on-the-street style was borne out in columns like this one. Five answers to a simple question. Do you think this is a good world? Two of the answers are similar. A man named Woodman Morrison said, I don't. I think it's one hell of a rotten world. And a woman named Harriet Underhill said, I don't. I think it's a damned rotten world. Their pessimism makes sense. In March 1919, World War I had just ended four months earlier. There were something like 40 million casualties by the end of it, both military and civilian, wounded and dead. At home in New York, a week before the end of the war, the deadliest crash in the history of the subway system took place. At least 93 people were killed when a train took a curve into a tunnel too quickly. The previous summer, the Spanish flu had become a pandemic, killing at least 30 million people worldwide. New York City actually handled the Spanish flu better than most. Traffic cops and street sweepers wore masks every day. Immigrants coming in on ships from Europe were quarantined when they were symptomatic. And on a hunch that people sneezing on each other in dark rooms had caused the disease to spread, the health department tried to force closings of dance halls and movie theaters. But... People just wouldn't comply. It must have been too tall of an order. In the midst of all that carnage, they needed to dance and watch a movie and forget. The biggest box office hit that year was a movie called The Miracle Man, about a faith healer. And now the faith of the boy produces a real miracle. 
When I think of these people's lives, I think of the famous pictures from the end of the war. The ones of Manhattan streets full of people celebrating when the armistice became official at the 11th minute of the 11th hour on the 11th day of the 11th month. When you look at those pictures, you can see that block after block is packed with people. They must have been afraid that while they celebrated, they could catch something that could kill them. But when the pandemic was finally over, the city had only 20,000 deaths from Spanish flu and pneumonia. Just 20,000 was a win. The resilience of those New Yorkers, that insistence on seeing movies, going dancing, packing the streets to celebrate, I think it explains the rest of the columnist's quotes when he asked if it's a good world. Charlotte Ornstein said, sometimes, today I like it. W.J. Masters said, I think it's a hell of a world. George T. Hughes said, yes, finest world I ever lived in. Those answers are the ones that made me want to come back a hundred years later and ask the same question in the same spot. We hear that what we're living through now is the darkest timeline, that the world is a dumpster fire, that this is the most divided the country has ever been. But if New Yorkers could see it as a hell of a world in 1919, maybe there's hope. Here Be Monsters, the podcast about bad people in a good world, the podcast about the unknown. Passing by, if they think okay. this is a good world, can I ask you guys the same question? Yeah. yeah. I, I find it to be a good world. Yeah. People is what makes the world bad, you know. But as a whole, it's a great place, right? I'm from Jamaica initially, so living here in the, in the States, it's actually, I find the world to be a great place overall. Um, people is what make it bad. But, you know, being alive is great, and being here a part of it is great. Yeah. I agree. I feel like this world is a good place to live. Bad people in a good world.
Hi, how are you? Okay, you're interviewing people? So, a hundred years ago, right here, a Tribune reporter stood here and asked people if they think this is a good world. Wait, if you think it's a good world? If they think it's a good world. No, definitely. No, no way, Jose. It's definitely not a good world we're living in right now. We have a president who doesn't care about the people, and he's, he's nasty. He's a nasty individual. So how can you have a good world? He's the only president that we ever had a problem with like this. All the other presidents, they were, they were normal. This one isn't normal at all. I don't know what his problem is. He's a problem person. Thank you very much. Good world? Yes. Yes, there's still a lot of good people in here. Yeah. See a lot of stories lately, you know, especially like on uh, Channel 7 and Channel 4, where they show the, at the end of the news at 7 o'clock, they usually have a good story. So, still a lot of great people. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. After he walks away, he yells at me, I'm a good person, retired NYPD. And I yell back, Thank you for your service. Well, New York, New York. bueno porque Dios nos lo regaló, pero el mundo nosotros nos estamos encargando de dañarlo. ¿Con qué? Por ejemplo, con las drogas, con las armas, con las guerras, con la corrupción. Nosotros mismos nos estamos encargando de dañar el mundo, pero el mundo es bueno. Todo Dios nos lo hizo, nos lo regaló, nos lo dio. Nosotros nos estamos encargando de dañarlo. Bien, muchas gracias. Que se cuida. I'm watching the people I speak to walk down the block from me and back out into their own lives. A lot of good people. Or that's how they seem to me. New Yorkers in 1919 didn't know what the next century would bring. The next summer, women's suffrage would be ratified, constitutional but incomplete. In 10 years, the stock market would crash. 10 years after that, half a million New Yorkers would serve in the Second World War. 14,000 of them would die. People would get married, get divorced, have kids, get jobs, lose them, bury loved ones, cook dinner, go to church, get arrested, get sick, get better, hurt each other. In 2019, we don't know what the future will bring either. We live longer now, we're healthier. We still fight wars, but they're different. There is slow progress and a lot of pain. Optimism feels impossible sometimes or even willfully ignorant, but we can only live in the moment we're in. Both things can be true. It can be rotten and good all at once. Can I 
ask you a question? So 100 years ago, a reporter stood here and asked people if they thought this was a good world. Can I ask you the same thing? What, good will for what? For living it. Yes. I have so much problems within these two, three years, but it's over. Now I have time to enjoy the nature, to see the, the bird and the tree. Before I'm so busy for living, now you know what I do? I am sorry, I'm not supposed to. I feed the birds on the street. <laughs> Love the animals. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Honey, it's cold. I know. You better know, protect I yourself. <laughs> Ay -ya. Oh, hopefully I go inside soon. So thank you very much. <laughs> This episode of Here Be Monsters was a collaboration with the podcast Going Forward, which is a show about solving problems. Going Forward is produced by Ula Kolpa, who you heard on this episode, and also Julia Drachman, who did a lot of the editing. You can listen to Going Forward at goingforwardpod.com, and you can subscribe to it on your favorite podcast app. My name is Jeff Entman, and I helped edit this episode along with Bethany Denton. We are the producers of Here Be Monsters, and over on our website right now, you can see a picture of a New York postal worker wearing a mask to avoid contracting the flu, and also a picture from the Armistice Day celebrations on Fifth Avenue, and also the original piece that was written a hundred years ago by the inquiring columnist. Our website is hbmpodcast.com. Now in other news, I've just landed in Copenhagen, and I'm very excited to be performing at Radio Biograph. That's Copenhagen's radio festival, and I'm performing in, in just a couple days. Now if you're anywhere in the area, I really hope to see you for my sound design class and my radio cinema event. You can get your tickets at radiofestival.dk. We've also got links up on our website, which again is hbmpodcast.com. Music on this episode by The Black Spot, The Fisk University Jubilee Singers, and Lambert Murphy. Right now, 
we are currently very close to 1,000 reviews on Apple Podcasts in America. And that's a milestone that we're hoping to hit by the end of our season in June. So if in that time you happen to write our 1,000th review, just uh, send us an email so that we can say thank you. Here Be Monsters is distributed by KCRW. Our senior editor there is Nick White. We get additional support for freelance contributions from KCRW's Independent Producer Project. Thanks for listening. More episodes soon.